A couple days ago, we saw Unite the Right 2 take place in Washington, D.C. One of the independent journalists who was down there is a man named Ford Fisher. He was live streaming the entirety of the event, and abruptly, Facebook deleted his live stream and removed the content. Fortunately, he was able to back the video up. But when I heard this, I kind of freaked out because, look, I produce my content mostly for YouTube, but the idea that Facebook would censor a live broadcast from an independent journalist is terrifying. Now, I don't know exactly why they would take his content down. They claimed that he was doing some kind of loop, that it was a fake live video. But his Facebook page is verified. His Facebook profile is verified. And he was streaming through the Facebook app. So to better understand what's going on today, we are going to talk with Ford Fisher and figure out just why Facebook deleted an independent journalist's live breaking news coverage on the ground at this rally. But before we get started, let me give a quick shout out to today's sponsor, News Voice. News Voice is revolutionizing the news landscape. The app gives you a personalized news feed by aggregating major news sites, as well as international and independent media. Each news story shows multiple sources, which are all tagged with their bias and perspective. Check out the News Voice app by clicking the link in the description below. It's available on Google Play and iTunes, and it's totally free. There's a famous quote, be the change you want to see in the world. And this is an app that allows the community to weigh in and have their voice heard. So if you want to see the change, it's time to step up and be the change. So joining me now is Ford Fisher, who's an independent journalist. You were on the ground in, I believe you were in Portland and, and Charlottesville and D.C., is that correct? Uh, yeah, so I was in Portland and then actually at Berkeley. Uh, I had somebody else who I kind of hired to cover Charlottesville this weekend, but then I was in D.C. for uh, the Unite the Right 2 event. Oh, right on. And you've, you've, had the, uh, you've faced the brunt of the extremists on all sides who don't like journalists. Well, I, I, you, know, you posted a tweet about how you're kind of accused of always being on the other side which is something I can relate to. But uh, in this instance, what, this was the most shocking thing I've seen in, in wow. I, well, I'll just say it. I saw uh, a post from you that your live stream was deleted by Facebook. You're, you're a journalist. You, you shot a live of, a stream of the event in D.C. and Facebook deleted it. Yeah, so that was something that was uh, really weird for me. I've had a couple times where after... Uh, filming a live stream, you know, it'll have some kind of an automatic detection, like the activist might have been playing uh, music, and it says, you know, after you've posted the video, like, we think that there is a copyrighted material in it, and then I and then I confirm, no, there's not, and then it stays up, or something like that. Uh, so I've had a couple little issues like that before, and, and, then, and then the video stays up. But in this case, it was really different, because it wasn't after the live stream was done and processed. It actually halted the live stream in progress it stopped the live stream just just with no warning immediately and when it did that uh it still gave me the ability to save it to my camera roll so i was able to have a backup but i but i looked at the notification and the reason that it described was uh blatantly false i i had thought that maybe they would say that uh it's that it's hate speech or something like that because i'm filming people who are espousing views that if they themselves were posting it on facebook uh perhaps it would be perhaps it would be you know, censored because they're saying something that Facebook wouldn't want them posting themselves. Maybe that could be excusable. But Facebook removed it as, while it was in progress. And the reasoning that it provided was basically that it accused it of not being a live video. It said that uh, we remove videos that violate our policies by looping, by being static, uh, or by not indicating that they're pre-recorded. Essentially, this would uh, this would apply to if somebody were to put up a live stream of I've, I've watched this kind of scam happen before, like where uh, somebody will take, you know, body cam footage from a 
from a police or military situation and then they post it as a live stream so that people think that they're watching a combat situation live without knowing the ending of it, right? That, that would be deceptive, obviously. But I was literally live streaming the thing the way that I would any other time. I film uh, progressive activism. I film activism from kind of all directions uh, all the time. And this is the first time that Facebook has ever uh, uh, done this to me where basically they just got it completely wrong. They accused me of, of the video not being sincerely live. Uh, when it clearly was, is and it, by the way, C-SPAN I was mean, also it, broadcasting this whole thing live. So, so anybody could easily look at my broadcast and C-SPAN's. Maybe theirs would look a little higher quality, but you'd essentially be seeing the exact same thing. So then, maybe it was a mistake. I mean, do you think Facebook maybe just accidentally took it down? I think that the 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 best possible excuse that I can give to Facebook is that maybe there was some kind of coordinated activist attempt to get it down, right? A no platforming kind of thing. Maybe people were reporting it. Uh, for for something that it wasn't doing, and then Facebook automatically took it down as a result of being reported so much. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna leave the possibility open that maybe there could be a mistake to that effect. Uh, but the reality is that that no. I mean, I think that Facebook uh, and and social media websites in general uh, have become become increasingly uncomfortable. <laughs> Uh, uh, with with live feeds from these sorts of situations because there's no there's no way to control that narrative, right? It's just here's the thing uh, that's happening, and I think that that kind of competes uh, with the big dollar uh, kinds of outlets that are also using Facebook, CNN, whoever. And so, um, in a way, it might not behoove the people who uh, they're making a lot more money from uh, in order to allow that kind of content to go. So. Uh, you know, if, if Facebook yeah. wanted to just say, I mean, let's just eradicate independent journalists, uh, and they would just outright say it, it'd probably be better. But making up uh, completely uh, uh, false uh, excuses like this live stream isn't actually a live stream. Uh, I, you know, I, I don't think that there's any excuse for that. And so, so, you know, look, I can only speculate as to why they took it down. I, I immediately want to lean towards it was deliberate. Maybe it wasn't Facebook. Like you said, maybe it was activists falsely flagging the content to, you know, trick Facebook. And maybe that happened. But I, I, I feel like – actually, what you said is really, is really spot on. There have been live streams where people have died. There, there have been live streams where people have been tortured. And so I feel like, you know, Facebook and these, these platforms know they have to get a grip on what's going on. But then look at, I mean, what you're filming. You, this was your stream from Unite the Right 2 in, in D.C., right? Yeah, I mean, and it's worth noting that I, I live-streamed a year ago at the original Unite the Right in Charlottesville, and I filmed uh, egregious acts of violence, right, people uh, fighting each other. Um, I didn't film the exact moment that the uh, car attack happened, but I was around the block, and so essentially I filmed uh, the kind of carnage that came of that, including um, uh, the death and the, the attempted revival, but then the death of, of Heather Hare. Um, so Facebook has... I have live streamed to Facebook content that is uh, much more disturbing than than a than a handful of of uh, fringe political people uh, on a stage at the White House. Um, so again, it it wouldn't seem consistent with it being something about about the nature of the content uh, that they would that they would attack this one. Has 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 YouTube or Twitter or any other platform done anything to your content in the past? 
Yeah, well, so I want to point out that Facebook has has never done anything to me except the the one other time that Facebook did it was I actually, um, because I was getting kind of critical of of some of Facebook's policies, I started using Steemit as well, uh, which is kind of an alternative to to Facebook, and uh, it's run on blockchain to be sort of censorship-free. Same with DTube, which is attached to it and kind of the equivalent to YouTube. I wrote this article basically saying, uh, you know, we can't trust the mainstream social media sources, so... Uh, I'm posting stuff on an alternative as well. Facebook marked it as as scam, right? When I posted that article from Steemit, uh, Facebook was calling it scam. Uh, and and ev- wow. not just when I posted it, but actually some people were sending me screenshots that when they posted the same article uh, written by me, that Facebook was automatically calling it scam as well. And, and again... If Facebook doesn't want people posting uh, articles condemning it on their own social media platform, uh, if they if if that threatens them, basically saying uh, go to our competitor, you know, I I understand why they would be bothered by that. But again, they should just outright say it, not claim that it's that it's scam. <clears throat> In the case of YouTube, but they they can't they can't outright say it. Right? They don't they don't want to admit that that there's a censorship element that that Facebook is uncomfortable with certain types of content. Uh, being being shared on its platform, and that's something that it's really grappling with right now. Um, on the YouTube end, I have actually been receiving kind of a wave of demonetizations. So at this point, I haven't been getting uh, strikes, and I, I don't believe that my account will be uh, all-out banned, but it's become increasingly impossible to, to glean any meaningful revenue from it. So <clears throat> basically, automatically... Uh, algorithms are kind of are, are depriving it of um, of of monetization, right? So so most of my content, because it's just raw video of news, the majority of the views will happen in the first twenty four hours. So if the content is automatically demonetized, like the second that I post it, and then I appeal it, and a human may or may not end up actually seeing that to fix the appeal, it almost doesn't matter because by the time they do it it's not sort of news anymore. So that's kind of the problem I've been having with YouTube. Exactly. And uh, that's the exact same problem I have. Uh, For the past two months, every single video I've produced has been demonetized, except on my second channel. You know, I launched my second channel and that seems to be okay. So for whatever reason, I think the the algorithms got it out for for my channel. But it's exactly what you said. If the video is demonetized immediately and like the interview we're doing right now is going to be live a few hours after I, I, you know, finish recording and editing this, which is a few hours uh, before everyone you know is watching it. There's no money to be made. Like this ad revenue can't happen. Right. And the, on top of that, I think you know YouTube talks about how they want news, but they keep promoting mainstream sources that don't actually care about producing anything for YouTube. They repurpose their existing content, put it on YouTube, and then YouTube says, "Let's promote the mainstream instead of our homegrown creators." Even when it and, and what, what bothers me is, look, I, I understand. They freak out about conspiracy theory and, and, you know, fringe weirdos. But you were literally on the ground doing a live stream, right? I, I'm doing a lot of commentary now, but I literally was on the ground in Portland doing a live stream. My stream kept getting shut off for whatever reason. They confirmed my live stream demonetized. It was confirmed by manual review that my live stream of me walking around mostly just talking to people should not have ads on it. And so I end up making, you know, fortunately, Super Chat. But it's, it seems to me like YouTube, Facebook, these other companies – as much as they might claim they want to clean things up and get good, honest reporting, what they're really saying is just defer to the mainstream media. Yeah, and I mean, I think that the sad thing about that, like you said, is that uh, when you have the mainstream media and then they're just posting a clip, here's here's two minutes of, of a really interesting thing Wolf Blitzer said to his guest today, right? 
if I wanted to watch CNN, I'd watch CNN. You know, I could I could go on the cable news. I could watch my television if that's where I wanted to get my news from. Uh, and I'm and it's not specifically a condemnation of them, but it's a different platform. the The point of YouTube was this democratization, this decentralization of of information. I mean, I think that was a huge step in in sort of human progress and media progress. And I would never have been able to. Uh, sort of accomplish what I have so far without YouTube, but it seems like they're kind of going back on their original uh, purpose with that. In a way, you know, I hate to say it, but it seems like they're selling out. You know, it's it's really awesome how people can actually watch this interview we're doing, where we discuss the perils of alternative media and how it's a th- there is a threat facing you know independent journalists like ourselves. I, I recognize that we're able to do what we do because these platforms exist. And so, you know, people always say to me, oh, Tim, you complain too much about demonetization. You complain too much about censorship. You wouldn't even be on that platform platform if they didn't build it for you. And I'm like, yeah, no, I get it. I get it, man. This is a huge net positive for all of us. The fact that we can even talk about it is amazing. But when, when I bring up these issues, the reason I want to talk to you about it is because they're being threatened. And if we don't, you know, say, hey, you guys shouldn't be banning. I mean, look, man, you were literally live streaming a breaking news event. You had every main, you know, all these big mainstream media companies, not all of them, but they're filming all of it too. Much more like in, in, in I would argue they're actually filming the rally and, and, you know, taking what this guy's saying. You're showing like the events, you're showing everything. They're going to take that down for whatever reason. I, w- I want to I add to this too. I don't think the reason why I don't believe that Facebook accidentally took your live stream down is because if it was an algorithm, an algorithm better than a human can determine whether or not a video is on a feedback loop, right? If it's if right. it's a, a fake broadcast, their their computer knows full well. So so here's the thing: when you're doing a live stream, there's frame rate drop. There's uh you know when the data can't come in in a perfect stream, it gets chopped up, and then the app knows to drop frames so it doesn't lag. When when I think it was YouTube first launched their live streaming on mobile, one of the problems they had was that. It wouldn't drop frames. It would just clog the pipes. And so what happened is over time, the lag would increase to like five minutes. Seriously, from the point at which you would say hello, five minutes later, the people at home would see it because the app knows how it's receiving this data, which, which says to me, I can only look, this is speculation, but I can only assume someone at Facebook said, take this down. And, and, and I've had people say to me that they're not worried about Twitter, YouTube, Facebook or other companies taking down their content or anything like that. Because they're like, oh, look, you know, they're not going to target me. And I said, listen, man, the people running this stuff and, 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 and enforcing these rules have politics and their politics vary. And I would not be surprised if someone in Silicon Valley working at Facebook saw your broadcast and said, he's platforming these people, delete. And then the reason they used it was a fake live stream was on purpose because I think if they, if they claimed it was hate speech or something, there would be a huge story of a journalist Filming an event is not hate speech, but by, by, by accusing you of running a recorded video on a loop, they can be like, oh, you know, that's what our system thought it was, and it, mu- it must have been a mistake. But either way, they ended your, your, your coverage of this event. Yeah, I mean, and I would point out that given that I, I've, I, I, I don't want to guess how many times I've live streamed on Facebook, but I'm, I'm going to say that it's in the, it's in the low thousands uh, or, or very high hundreds, right? Um, I... There is no way that it can be a coincidence, one way or another, right? The the fact I film people protesting, you know, about Trump's immigration policies outside the White House on a near weekly basis, right? And and those are much less uh, exciting. They're much less breaking. Uh, a lot of the time, the mainstream media don't show up to those. Period, right? Sometimes I'm the only camera at those events. Uh, 
Facebook doesn't seem to have any problem with that whatsoever, right? So uh, the the fact that on that it was this particular uh, probably the most controversial thing that I'll film this year, the most breaking uh, thing that I'll film this year that's really like in the national ethos, uh, there's no way that that can be a coincidence. I mean, well, I, I, I hate to speak definitively like we know exactly what happened. We don't know what happened. But I, I would say it would be very strange right. if their computer systems made a mistake considering they know the source of the data is coming from the mobile app. Like, there's, come on, man. I know, I know I can't confirm it because I can't, you know, Facebook's not going to tell me, but Facebook knows where the, the content they're receiving, where it's, where it's coming from, be it a computer, a broad, broadcasting software, or a phone. And it's there. You were using the Facebook mobile app. I, I don't know what else you would use. So, <laughs> yeah, this was just the Facebook app. Yeah. So th- it's worth noting that like some live streamers will like feed it through some kind of third party application that allows them to like split the feed so that it's going onto like Periscope, Facebook and YouTube at the same time or something like that. I'm literally just on the Facebook app. Right. So face, I mean, Facebook's tracking my position. Facebook could easily see, for example, that I was in Lafayette Park at the moment that they killed it. Right. I was exactly where the thing was taking yep. place. Right. There was there's absolutely zero. Uh, uh, ambiguity, I guess, about that, that Facebook co- possibly could have had with the amount of data it collects. Yep. Well, anyway, I think we sort of uh, beat the horse to death on the issue, but uh, before, we, before we take <laughs> off, uh, do you, you want to sure. add anything about you know, censorship, social media stuff? I know Alex Jones getting banned is a, is a huge issue. There's like a big activist campaign on Twitter right now where all these celebrities and high-profile individuals are, are threatening to you know, de- deactivate their accounts like, I guess we'll just end off on, uh, do you have any thoughts you want to add on the, on, the, on the idea of speech and expression on these platforms? Yeah, I mean, I think that, uh, again, I guess I would just highlight the fact that uh, Facebook turns the uh, consumer of news into the creator of news. And same with YouTube that uh, turned people who uh, were just the consumers of video into the creators of video. Um, uh, Twitter, I mean, is basically putting people on an equal footing with their with their politicians, right? Trump Trump can tweet the exact same 280 characters that you or I or anybody watching this can tweet. I, I think that that's basically been a an essential part of social media that there's basically an equality between uh, the people with power in the media or the government or anything else uh, uh, and the people that they essentially have the exact same ability to function. And so we've sort of seen slowly that they're starting to clamp down on the independent media uh, where they're taking away uh, the same monetization that they would offer someone else. They're using algorithms to uh, censor in a way that they wouldn't do to someone else. And so I don't think it's about any particular sort of one person. I mean, I think that it's just kind of a larger trend where some of these platforms are starting to uh, scale back that exact democratization, that exact decentralization that made them so great in the first place. And I think that um, in, in, a, in a way, it's a, it's a if you don't use it, you lose it sort of situation. Uh, so I've seen some people do uh, a campaign. I know there's a, there's an activist slash journalist named Adam Kokesh who did a camp- campaign called Exit Loudly. If you go to his Facebook page every single day, it posts the exact same post saying why he's not posting on Facebook anymore. It's uh, basically the same complaints that we're talking about here today. Um, I don't use that strategy. In, in my opinion, it's... Uh, important to continue using it and fight till the end, but but point out the censorship as it's happening. Uh, show that decline so that when when Tim Pool is removed from YouTube <laughs> or when Ford Fisher is, and News to Share are removed from Facebook or something like that, you'll have thousands of people who are watching that content and say, Facebook, what the hell? This isn't acceptable. Yeah. 
Um, and and I think the fact that that could happen uh, might be all that stands in the way of it happening. Word. Right on, man. Do you want to mention your social media before yeah. we take off? Yeah, sure. So my name is Ford Fisher, F-O-R-D, like the car, Fisher, F-I-S-C-H-E-R. Uh, my outlet is called News to Share. It's news, the number two, share, one word. Uh, on Twitter, the handle is at N2S Reports, and uh, my handle is at Ford Fisher. Word. Well, thanks for, for, for talking to me about this, man. I, I'm, you know, when I saw the, the post about what happened, it was actually uh, Emily, who works with me, was like, dude, did you see that Facebook took down his live stream? And I was like, no way. That's, that can't be true. And then I saw it. So I think it's, it's important we bring this stuff up. Again, for everybody watching, I'm, I'm not saying that these platforms are terrible. By, by no means. But I'm saying we should be vigilant and make sure we, we know what's happening, when it's happening, why it's happening. And we need to make sure everybody knows that this kind of stuff is happening. So if we need an exodus, you know, if at some point we realize YouTube, Facebook, whatever, isn't, isn't an option, you know, we'll, we'll find some alternatives. So, Ford, thanks for, for, for hopping on and uh, I'll talk to you soon. Thanks right. so much for having me. Take care, man. So I think I articulated myself for the most part throughout that video. You know, we don't know exactly what happened. Suffice it to say that his video was taken down. And it's alarming when we see this kind of censorship, be it accidental or intentional. If it's true that Facebook took it out on purpose, that's, that's terrifying. It's terrifying for all of us who are on alternative media trying to get our information from a multitude of sources. And if it was an accident, I'd argue it might actually be even more terrifying that their systems can't tell the difference between their own app and a fake live video being pushed through their servers. And that means there's no one to complain to and there's no one to fix the problem. If we just hand over our alternative platforms to robots, to technology, to try and solve the problem, they're not going to understand context and things are just going to get worse. So anyway, thanks for sticking around. I think it's really important we talk about this stuff. So let me know what you think in the comments below. Do you think Facebook did this on purpose? I kind of do. I'm not saying that I can prove it or confirm it or anything like that, but I feel like that I, I just personally believe that it was intentional. But comment, let me know what you think. We'll keep the conversation going. Stay tuned. New videos every day at 4 p.m. I'm going to have more videos up on my second channel, youtube.com slash timcastnews, starting at 6 p.m. So, again, thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all next time.